Welcome to Native New Help. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. Try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. And welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Welcome to Native New Health. I'm glad you could join us today. I'm Gina Gabosch. And I'm Ed Dunn. And today we have a very important subject to share with you. That's right, Ed. Because today's subject deals with your environment and your health. Well, what do we mean when we say your environment? The environment is everything around you. The air you breathe, the water you drink, the ground you walk on, and the food you eat are all part of your environment. Albert Einstein defined it by saying, the environment is everything that isn't me. The opportunity to have a healthy life often depends on where someone lives, plays, and works. Yes, the ability to have a healthy life depends upon a person's environment. Totally right, Ed. It's important that you know what things in the environment can affect your health and what you can do to help protect yourself and your family. Another important thing to realize is that the only way we can be aware of our environment is through our senses. So today we will be exploring how our health is affected by what we experience through those senses. You know, Ed, the environment affects everything in our world. Even in nature, we see how wildlife is aware of their environment. Take the eagle, for instance, and how amazing it is to watch what an earnest effort they make to build their nest and to provide a safe and healthy environment for their chicks. So how about the beaver? They can be so persistent to accomplish their task. It is truly remarkable the incredible amount of work they do to prepare their lakefront home to receive their mate and then to build the den for their young. They certainly are aware of their environment and they'll do whatever it takes to make it cozy, safe and healthy for their family. So likewise, we need to do the best that we can to be in a healthy environment. While today's study will explore what you can do to make your personal environment safer and healthier, we must recognize that the world as a whole is experiencing global pollution and climate changes that can affect our health. True, Ed, and according to the Center for Health and Global Environment at Harvard Medical School, climate change over the coming decades is likely to increase rates of allergies, asthma, heart disease, and even cancer, among other illnesses. This information helps us to recognize that we humans not only have a part to play in this, but we also must choose those positive attributes in the environment that surrounds us to keep us healthy and safe. So today, let's narrow down our discussion on what our personal environment looks like at the places we spend most of our time, our home, our work, and our community. So let's talk about our homes. What are some of the things that we can do to make our home environment healthier, happier, and more inviting? 
in a recent study from the University of Minnesota named Taking Charge of Your Health and Well-Being, they came up with some great suggestions. On a previous episode, we learned how stress impacts not only our emotional health, but also our physical health. So to begin with, follow one simple guideline. Look for ways to reduce stress in your home. To do this, there are ways to influence your mood. In other words, your state of mind. For example, research studies reveal that rooms with bright lights, both natural and artificial, can improve depression and anxiety. So, open those curtains and let the light in. Evaluate the physical comfort of your home your furniture, floors, and temperature, to name a few. You might be able to make it more cozy with simple changes, like a small carpet by the bed, or decide to start saving for larger items, like more comfortable chairs. Consider how you might add some novelty or interest to your home by making it more inviting, comfortable, and relaxing. Be creative and adventurous. Find reasons to motivate yourself to act in changing habitual behaviors. For example, recognize that visual noise increases stress. For example, a messy hall with shoes, bags, and other stuff may invite you to drop what you are carrying right there, whereas a clean entry and adequate storage will encourage you to take the time to put items away. A cluttered, dirty, or confusing environment can cause us to feel worried, sad, or helpless. Start with one small area. Clean a counter, declutter a shelf, or organize a drawer. This will give you a sense of success to help you proceed and to give you a place to look at when the chaos everywhere else is discouraging. Keep that area free from clutter from now on and build on it by tackling one additional area at a time. But stay with it. Does your home encourage? or discourage interactions. For example, an inviting space with comfortable chairs can encourage your family and guests to sit and chat. Our native culture lends itself as a natural environment for cultivating these moments of interaction. Also find a way to bring nature into your home. Studies show that even a short contact with nature can significantly reduce stress, reduce anger and fear, and increase pleasant feelings. So, if you have views of trees or other plants or natural elements, place a comfortable chair where you can enjoy them. You can also add indoor plants or art with a nature theme and get much of the same effect. Delight your senses. Choose colors that you find appealing for your furniture or your walls. Place photos and objects with special meaning to you where you can see them often. Add artwork you like or an aquarium. If you like the sound, add a water element. Consider getting a diffuser or vaporizer to disperse essential oils that you find appealing. Reduce the roar. Try to work with these simple suggestions. Be mindful about your personal noise production. For example, are you really watching your TV? Or is it simply background noise? Select vibrate on your cell phone rather than the latest ringtone. Even small actions increase the peace. You can also try playing recordings of natural sounds, such as water or birds, to mask urban noises that cause stress. What else can you do about noise pollution in your home to protect your overall health? If you live in a very noisy area, such as near a highway, you may want to consider moving. 
If that is not an option, consider adding acoustical tile to your ceilings and walls to buffer the noise. Double paneled windows and insulation can also help. Plant trees, especially evergreens, as a noise screen. At the very least, you can sound treat your home by adding heavy curtains to your windows, rugs to your floors, and by sealing up those air leaks. If noise is an issue during the night, you may want to consider adding pink noise to your bedroom, like the sound of wind or constant rain. You can find these online in your computer or iPhones, or in stores that carry sound machines that provides these natural sounds. Research has shown that steady pink noise can help slow down and regulate your brain waves for more stable sleep and improved sleep quality. And don't forget the garden, a great way to unwind and provide good exercise as well, getting your hands in that nice dark soil and working the ground, it's wonderful. Here again, research points to the many benefits of having a garden and the closer it is to your house and the more you visit it, the more positive effect gardening will have on stress. Another important point we must consider is to make our personal environment safe. Many times our safety is compromised not by external threats, but by the poor choices we make that increase our risk of harm. Creating a safe environment starts at home, but should extend to our workplace and schools, vehicles, and even our online internet activities. It involves both our behavior as well as the products and materials we use at home. With practice, you can make self-protective habits your routine increasing your well-being while minimizing worry. Don't take unnecessary, unsafe chances that can hurt you or your loved ones. Finally, consider your inner environment along with your physical well-being, such as thoughts and emotions. Realize that optimism, hardiness, and a sense of purpose and self-control are linked to good health and that they can be learned and practiced. Set a positive intention for your interactions at home. Now, let's address your home away from home, which is your workplace. You probably have less control over your work environment than at home, but there are many things you can do to make it pleasant and productive. Here again, your safety and your health should be the most important thing you need to look for at your workplace. If you work in an office, ask your employer, can I make my office my own? Can I choose the paint in my office? How about the furniture? If you can paint the walls, great! Choose a color that appeals to you. Some studies show that red increases heart rate and is thought to be invigorating while blue decreases heart rate and is thought to be calming. If you choose the furniture, great! You can consider the color there too. Even if you cannot choose anything else, you can at least select your chair. If you know someone who can help figure out the best chair for you, enlist their help in choosing the most comfortable one for you. Otherwise, check online. Today, many are choosing to stand while doing office work, so the desks are higher yet comfortable too. Whether or not you can choose your wall or furniture colors, there are other things you can do. Bring nature into the space with plants. Bring photos and objects with special meaning to you. Take advantage of any natural light you may have. Remove dark sides or window coverings. Add a variety of light sources, perhaps a floor lamp. 
If you like the sound, add a water element. Some people consider getting a diffuser or vaporizer to disperse essential oils they find appealing. For example, peppermint oil is thought to be invigorating. But the one thing that is imperative within your work environment is your own health and safety. Employees of companies dealing with unhealthy materials are at risk since there are many things in the workplace that are hazardous to human health. For example, the people who work in chemical factories must be protected from exposures to the chemicals they produce or handle. And people who work in coal mines have to be protected from inhaling soot, which causes black lung disease. Even outdoor farming can involve exposure to environmental contaminants, such as insecticides or fertilizers. And animal production facilities like poultry and hog farms can adversely affect our environment if not managed properly. So do follow and request safety precautions to protect yourself from environmentally hazardous situations. Work, even in seemingly health-conscious environments like hospitals, may place employees at risk too. For example, although x-rays are important tools for helping people identify their illnesses, people who work with x-rays may be harmed if they are not protected when using these machines. Another environmental work hazard is noise pollution. Noise pollution is an often overlooked source of environmental stress that can raise your risk of serious health conditions, including heart disease. Noise pollution may increase your risk of hearing loss, stress and sleep disturbances. One of the key ways it does this is by elevating stress hormones such as cortisol, adrenaline and noradrenaline, which over time can lead to high blood pressure, stroke and heart failure. If you work in a noisy environment, be sure you are wearing ear protection at all times and leave the site as often as possible, such as during breaks and lunch. Also, be aware of noise exposures during your leisure time, such as that from motorcycles, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, and even loud music and TV. Try to be less noisy when you can, not only for your own sake, but for the sake of those around you. So please take all the necessary precautions to keep your work environment healthy. But you know, Ed, as we said earlier, the only way we can be aware of our environment is through our senses. That's right, Gina. So now let's explore our interaction with our environment by listing the five senses that our Creator has given us. We all use these senses in an effort to understand all the information that surrounds us. Those senses are sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. Did you know that you are an important part of your surroundings? Yes, Gina, that's so true. The elders of our tribal nation once told me that we are part of the whole of creation. Our Creator made everything to interact and depend upon everything else. We people are part of that great system as well. So our actions affect everything around us, and what happens around us affects us too. And that should make us feel important in the whole picture of how things work, because that gives us power to affect change for the better. Truly, we are part of our environment and we can be affected either in a good or bad way. Take our eyesight. What we see with our eyes is how we view the world around us and we are also, in turn, affected in many ways by what we take in through our sight. 
Our mood or our mental health is affected by the beauty or ugliness that may surround us. That's right, Ed. Sunshine, for example, has a tremendous healthful effect on us. Seeing a simple smile can bring us happiness. Spending time in the beauty of nature beside a laughing stream or a calm lake can bring back health to a diseased body. That's why, Gina, we should wisely control the information we allow into our minds. You see, what we read or view can cause real stress on our minds, which will definitely affect the health of our body. Our sight has such an important impact upon our body. Did you know that even the digestion of food actually begins as we look at delicious food? Our eyes and mind prepare our digestive system for the process of breaking it down and reassembling the components into usable fuel and building material for the body. You have probably heard people say, Mmm, that makes my mouth water. Yes, Gina. Our eyes are so powerful. So, we should try our best to exercise our choices to only observe that which is good and avoid that which is not. Another way we can look at this is, in what way can I affect people when they see me? Is my influence positive? Will it help them be happy, encouraged, healthier? inspired, grateful, our eyes have a powerful influence on us. What about our hearing? Our ears translate the sounds around us into usable information. The sounds could be words of love and compassion bringing us encouragement and happiness, or they might be scolding and ridicule which could bring us fear and tension. Word sounds are powerful to affect us for good or evil. The Book of Heaven says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let us listen and speak that which is good. Sometimes the sounds we hear are only noise. As we said earlier, constant loud noise can make us feel irritable or stressed. We call that noise pollution. It may be buzzing from an electrical transformer, road noise, or even the music we are exposed to and loud sounds in our environment can cause hearing loss. But nature sounds and quietness have a calming effect on our bodies. I am constantly amazed by the effect the songs of the birds, frogs and crickets have on my spirit. I feel so refreshed when I spend time in our Creator's handiwork. Try your best to adjust your surroundings to allow only good sounds to influence you. Now, let's learn how the function of our taste is so important to our health. Sometimes, however, we allow our taste buds to encourage us to eat foods that do not improve wellness. Take high blood pressure, for example. One of the risk factors that causes that is ingesting too much salty food. It may taste good, but you need to ask yourself, is it really good for me? Hey, but cheer up. Don't be discouraged. Your taste buds or sweet tooth can be retrained. I know by experience. Just make sure your mind is making the decisions and not your taste buds or sweet tooth. Choose wisely how to affect your body's well-being by way of your taste. Review our previous episode on nutrition and you'll find there are great ways to retrain your taste buds. Here is something to consider. Environmental pollutants can accumulate in our foods and cause us a great deal of grief. Pesticides and other various pollutants 
become more concentrated at each step of the food chain. That is the reason some of my friends are not eating fish and meats as often as they used to eat them. In fact, near some of our traditional fishing places, there are now warning signs. They tell us not to eat more than one serving of fish per week, simply because of the contaminants that the fish and other water creatures have in them. So the foods that we choose to eat should also be those that do not cause us harm, but also where we don't destroy or misuse the environment in their production. That is why we recommend simple fresh fruits and vegetables, seeds, nuts and grains. You see, foods as close as possible to the way they came from the Creator's hand will produce the best health and wholeness. And remember that old saying, we dig our graves with our forks. So take control of your appetites as much as possible to only allow healthy foods to engage your taste. Now Gina, let's talk about our sense of smell. Can you imagine inviting your friends to have a picnic with you in a garbage dump? Ooh. Imagine spreading your blanket over the discarded cans and bottles and rotting refuse and sitting down to enjoy your delicious tomato sandwiches, potato salad and watermelon? What would your guests think? So let us consider what our home surroundings look and smell like. But green grass beside a clear stream accompanied by singing birds is a much more appealing environment for a picnic. The important thing to know is that smelling air that is polluted can in the short and long term severely affect our breathing function and capacity. A good example for that would be smoking cigarettes and the problems produced in our bodies. Also, we all know the harmful effects of living downwind from a pulp mill or a chemical factory. But also, we need to recognize that we too must guard our personal environment and hygiene so it won't be unpleasant for others to be around us. Oh, isn't that the truth, Ed? We can influence the world around us by the generous use of water in the form of a daily shower. In this way, we can do our part in making our personal environment a more healthy and pleasant place to live in ourselves, but also for our friends and loved ones. I hope you get the point here. Cleanliness and good hygiene affects our health and the health of those around us. We definitely get the point, Gina. And in the same way, we should be very careful what we allow to touch our skin. So let's look at our sense of touch. Let's do that. I remember in my earlier days of being my own mechanic, I happened to get my hands in some antifreeze and within seconds I could taste it in my mouth. I was amazed at how the body absorbs substances through our skin, that I could even taste it in my mouth. Very true, Ed. After all, our skin is the largest organ of our body. So let us go easy with those lotions and body creams which we slather on our bodies. Some can actually be detrimental to our health. We need to carefully read the labels of the ingredients in the products we put on our skin and stay away from those ingredients that may be harmful. Someone once said that we should not put on our skin anything that we wouldn't eat. And speaking of touch, there are so many benefits to appropriate touch, hugs, and massage. Even though our hands are important in assisting us in understanding the world around us, they are vital in helping the same world. Here is perhaps a good place to talk about our last point, and that is the environment and our communities.
Yes, Ed, expanding our sense of being in touch can go a long way in our community. For example, volunteering our time and showing true love for our communities can improve our health as well as the health of our community. Interestingly, science tells us that doing acts of kindness is one of the best ways to combat depression. So, let's restore some pride in our native heritage and identity by participating in ways to support and rebuild our communities. This can be a powerful means of achieving wellness for us and for our home and our community. Don't you think? Ed, I think that is a wonderful thing we should all do. Let's influence the world around us with acts of love and compassion. Good idea. You see, when a community embraces the basic principles of a healthy environment, everyone benefits from it. Take, for instance, those people who live in what is known as the Blue Zones. In his book, The Blue Zones, Lessons for Living Longer from People Who Lived the Longest, National Geographic writer and explorer Dan Buettner identified five geographic areas where people live statistically longest. Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, and among the Seventh-day Adventists in Loma Linda, California. A team of researchers and scientists worked together to search for evidence-based commonalities among all the places with the highest life expectancies. Here are some of the things they found in common. These lessons can help you and those you love live longer, healthier, and happier lives. Take your time and move naturally. People in blue zones move throughout their day. They walk, grow gardens, and are physically active without thinking about it. Have a purpose. According to research, knowing your sense of purpose is worth up to seven years of extra life expectancy. Wow! Find healthy ways to slow down and deal with stress. Everyone in Blue Zones have routine ways of dealing with stress, including napping and getting together with friends. Eat less. The Okinawans have a saying to remind them to stop eating when they are 80% full. This 20% gap can make a difference between losing weight or gaining it. Remember, eat plant strong. The vast majority of the food eaten in Blue Zones is derived from plants. They eat what we would call whole foods rather than processed foods. Butner says beans are a cornerstone of many of their diets. Have faith. Almost all centenarians interviewed belong to some faith-based community. Put loved ones first. People in Blue Zones put their families first. They keep aging parents and grandparents nearby and invest in their children with time and love. Be social. Join or create social circles that support healthy behaviors. Hello, my name is Brian Cladisby. I'm here with my wife, Nina. And, you know, when we think about our lives and we, we think about the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, and then we try to think about how God created balance. Everything that God did when he created this earth, there was balance to it. There was balance to nature. There was balance to weather. There was balance to everything. Brian and I work uh, hard to have balance in our lives uh, by fishing together and golfing together and um, doing things together as a family, trying to keep balance. 
and we include our children and our grandchildren in that too. Think about the environment we live in, whether it's in our homes or whether it's in the workplace. You know, that's another environment, our outside enjoying God's creation. There was a time when there was not any air pollution, any water pollution, any soil pollution. And now today, you cannot go anywhere in the world without man having an impact on our environment. And it affects us. It affects us mentally, it affects us emotionally, and it affects us spiritually. And so how do we keep that balance in our lives when it comes to our home life, our work life, and when we're out in nature? Only through God. Only through God can we have that balance that He wants us to have, and that is through reading and praying and studying and sharing with others. You see, how we choose to live definitely does affect our environment. Our Creator longs for us to be responsible with the earth and all the creatures that live here with us. Some things in our environment we can change, but others we can't. So we must choose wisely to do the best we can with the circumstances we find ourselves in. But even though we can't change everything, we can still take steps towards positive improvements. So let's start by making adjustments to our environment at home, at work, and in our community. What do you say? Absolutely, Ed. Everything starts out small, so don't give up. We need to take care of our environment and our health, not only for ourselves, but for our future generations too. Well, Ed, it's already time to go. Yes, Gina, it's that time again. So we want to say thank you for joining us. And remember, we'll see you again next time for another edition of Native, Native New, New Health. Health.